Welcome to the world of audio, where every tone and voice can make or break a customer experience. At Holdcom, we understand this better than anyone. Our audio marketing solutions can create a professional and welcoming experience for your callers every time they dial in. Whether it's a friendly voice guiding them through the next steps or the perfect music to play during hold times, every sound element can create a positive and lasting impression. As a consumer affairs professional, you know that providing excellent service is essential, but have you ever considered the impact of sound? Let us help you create a sound experience that your customers will appreciate. Contact Holdcom today to learn more about our customized audio solutions tailored to your brand's unique personality and voice. Welcome to the My Curious Colleague podcast with your host, me, Denise Veneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So, if you like CPGs like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Hello, my curious colleagues. This week, my guest is my colleague, Parker Olson, founder at Forage. Hey, Parker, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Denise. Back here, round two. Must, must have gone well in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I so appreciate you coming back. I didn't think we'd have you back so soon, but so much is going on on -hmm. your end. And you were so kind to, to allow me to follow you along on your journey, your consumer care journey. But I want to check in on you first as a founder. I was listening to some of the other podcasts you were on. I know one of them, you were saying how you know, you know how t- it's so tough being a founder. Some days are just like awful, other days not as much. <clears throat> and that's just kind of the way it is. And I just wanted to check in and see, you know, how how's today? Is today one of those days? How's it going? And today how are you? So well, so I, I um I'm training for an Ironman event in May and I just kind of started training recently the past week. But usually okay. like the first week is, is kind of brutal because it's a, it's a large uptick in physical exertion and I, you just are tired and it's a lot of time. It's probably roughly like 15 to maybe 20 hours a week of, of time. So yeah, it's this morning. Let's see. I woke up around five and was just exhausted and couldn't go back Ouch. to sleep. So I just meandered in bed for a little bit. <laughs> um, and you know finally finally pulled myself up and and had a cup of coffee and you know every single morning i have coffee with my neighbor lives right next door and at the end of that we always say the intention for the day and sometimes i struggle with with what the intention should be and i always come back to just making it through the day with like good energy and like being present, you know, like it's easy to go through the day and not really be present and be working on a million things, but I find it challenging to make it through the day and actually get like what you're supposed to get done, done and feel energized and calm and not rushed. So that was my day to day. So it's just going from point A to B, B to C, C to D and and making it through the entire day. And, um, you know, my day will probably be about 8 a.m. to maybe 9.30, 10 p.m. And so it's it's just going to be a full one, Denise. 
that's all. But it'll be good. Yeah. Right now it's about what two p.m. ish. Yeah. Early afternoon, approximately. Uh, that's a long day. Is that because you're going to be training, or or you do yeah. that on weekends? Yeah. I mean, we'll talk on some of these things. I mean, yeah, training. We're launching some new meal replacement bars, so that's going on. We're you know yeah. exploring. Um, we're exploring yes. this opportunity in Asia right now, which has been pretty interesting, and and then managing kind of the business for for granola as well. So all the things, Denise, they all they all just add up, and every, everything takes time. Hey, you know what? I'm just assuming everybody knows who I call the darling of LinkedIn. So why don't we start here for some of the people who may not know you, who are and what you do, please. Yeah, my name. My name is Parker Olson. I uh, am the founder of a health food brand called Forage, F-O-R-I-J. We make functional, healthy snacks. Kind of our, our newest tagline that I really like is, is, is we make noggin nutrition. So um, we have like a loose bag of granola. We're launching a meal replacement bar and all of our um, food products have a basically like a, an, an all natural cognitive supplement that is derived from mushrooms. So we use medicinal and or functional mushrooms um, in all of our products and are, are helping, you know, trying to help people really stay cognitively sharp um, and kind of address cognitive issues maybe before they arise uh, in, an, in an aging population. Um, so yeah, I've been working on the concept for about two years and, and yes, I'm very active on, on LinkedIn. And Denise, that is where we started hanging out. Right. That's right. And what's best about, I think, what you do and a couple of other people, not not a whole lot, but you're very authentic. You're very consistent. And you really put yourself out there. Did I already say that? And I really admire that. And, you know, I've had my own little health journey where I have to, I'm trying to keep my cognition, actually trying to get it back to where I think it might have been. And so I'm very curious about products like, like yours. So let's, let's talk about what's new since you were here last in the fall, as far as your service model, or, you know, even for an emerging brand startup like yourself. I mean, I know it's going to look different than the big co's that I may have worked at. Um, So what else do you have under service or consumer engagement? That's, that's lots is going on. So since last we chatted, we've kind of executed on a rebrand. So that's been interesting in managing customer expectations. And of course things are breaking as they do. And um, part of, part of what the rebrand is, is, is we've deployed a couple actually cool kind of new like service offerings. Uh, You know, we sell a physical food product. But being that we're all around cognitive health, we, you know, the team and I really wanted to think about, you know, okay, what, how else can we be helping people who, who are really interested in cognitive health, right? Whether that is, you know, a, a person who maybe is getting a little older and, and wants to make sure that they're doing everything they can to prevent like something like a dementia to occur, right? Versus someone who is saying, man, I really want to squeeze the most out of my day. I really want to be focused all day. I'm looking for cognitive health things. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, my background's in neuroscience, Denise, we've, we've talked briefly about this. And when, when you think about cognitive health and like, what are the different levers you can pull to like uh, really address your own cognitive health? The first two are, are, are probably going to be no surprise and somewhat cliche, but it, it's, it's hydration and sleep really are, 
are, are kind of two core core components. There's nutrition, right? That that's kind of where we come in and we focus really on whole food ingredients. We focus on these additive on these added like all organic natural cognitive supplements from mushrooms. And then kind of the last pillar is really around exercise, right? So part of that is physical exercise, but a large part of that as well is is mental exercise. Like are you are you is your brain being active, right? Is it is it quote unquote training or work working out, right? So so we we you know advised with a PhD in neuroscience and built kind of like a brain game concept that that's enabled over text message. So it's something new that we've been flirting around and kind of letting consumers try or or giving add-ons. So that's been really fun and a great way to further engage with the consumer and and just provide like a really authentic touch point um, of being like, hey, you know, we provide these food products. Uh, we would also like to provide something else to help you along your journey. And then mm -hmm. additionally, we've built a, a program where any consumer can essentially join our brand. So I think you've seen some of our new branding and we have these like little creatures, right? They're called foragers. And we now have the capability where any, anybody can build their own forager for free. And like, you know, you'll get a completely custom little forager creature. And then we are going to take those foragers and put them on future products and merchandise and do all sorts of fun things with them. That will be like in a really authentic, intimate way, engaging with consumers and, and making them a part of the journey and the path. So that's kind of the latest in terms of like raw customer engagement. Um, and it's, it's been fun to, to interact with, with people just on, on, on new and different platforms and ways. Yeah. So, you know, with a little forager and your ability, you as a consumer ability, create your own very hot right now, personalization and, you know, fun, right? And that feeling yeah. part of a, of a community. So you're spot on there. I know that you had some heart, I think, on talking about SEO. Mm hmm. This is how much I know about it. I think that stands for search engine optimization. That's right. And I know pillar. Do you want to talk about that or? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, you know, lots, lots going on right now. We're launching these meal bars. We're launching products into Asia, which is super fascinating. We kind of have these new service offerings. Um, and then, yes. So like we have been building content and educational content around these mushrooms, right? And like what they can do for you and providing scientific references and summarizing content on our blog now for just a little bit over a year and have kind of become one of the leading authorities on Google um, around around the lion's mane search term. So lion's mane is one of kind of the leading mushrooms that's really good for cognition. Um, and we our blog has just kind of blown up in, in a lot of ways, which is really awesome. Um, and so we're you know trying to think of other ways that we can interact with people who are visiting our blog and trying to learn about lion's mane and, and, and just different ways we can help them and, and provide, you know, a, a better customer experience. So, you know, probably more specifically for you and, and things we're looking at internally right now are like providing, you know, kind of like a 24 seven hotline on a lot of these blog pages of, you know, just saying, Hey, like you're interested in lion's mane, you know, what specifically are you interested in? Maybe we can send you more specific materials. You know, even something as easy as that. Uh, we also get traffic yeah. from other countries. Um, and so also maybe like pointing people to places where they can buy lion's mane in their country of origin. So just thinking <laughs> of different ways to interact with consumers in different ways, you know, in different ways and, and really provide a good experience. 
Let me probe there a little bit because yet another area I'm not all that savvy in. But do you, so, so one, you're positioning yourself as a thought leader on this topic. So it's not like you're out there like just overtly trying to sell. You want to educate. So to do the search engine, is it, or to, to optimize it, do you have to pay to play? What comes first? Like, my understanding is I would go into, you know, Google and I would put lion's mane or functional mushroom cognition health. And hopefully your stuff would come up on page one. Am I thinking about this right? Yeah, you are. Okay. So how do we get, how do you get that? Is it that on that? Yeah. Of information it's you're really, curated, do you pay for it? You don't pay for it. Uh, you maybe can pay I, for it, but we don't. So we, it's it's really about having like good content that that answers people's questions. So so the Google algorithm, you know, can tell how 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 long people are spending on a page, and and depending on how long they're spending on the page and how much they're scrolling, like how valuable the content is. And so we've just gotten really good at writing content about Lion's Mane, and have produced topics on or produce blog articles on just several several topics um and to start we were producing um articles on topics that don't have a ton of search volume but are related to, to lion's mane right maybe it's like lion's mane for parkinson's disease mm-hmm. and providing really good content and so when when we can provide good content for search terms that don't have a lot of searches the, our, you know, our blog is more likely to come up first, right? Because it's not as competitive. And then when it comes up first and it does well, that helps our other blog pages. So it, it's all it's all a complete network effect of of really how to build effective, you know, effective SEO strategy, yeah. and 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 a really effective blog. So it's you know at first it was targeting a lot of these smaller keywords. Now we're targeting bigger keywords, and because of our like search ranking authority, like. We, we can place really, really well. And then if it's good content, we'll stay placed really well. Um, so I think right now, you know, we're usually right like towards the bottom of page one or, or at the top of page two, just for the lion's main search terms. Mm-hmm. It really depends on the day. Uh, let's see. Um, lots of sponsored ads. Yeah, so it looks like right now we're, we're just at the top of page two, which like, you know, you want to be on you want to be on page one, but we're not quite there right now. So it shifts almost every day. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I don't want to insult you and say scrappy because I know it took a lot to get to that, that place in the SEO. Um, but the fact that you were able to build that and it's not a cost outlay other than your time and talent, of course, mm. I think is really, is really interesting to share. I want to get back to your packaging. Sure. Uh, I know we talked about bringing the little forager a, a, alive. What else were you thinking that, what was in the consideration set when you had your, I guess it was like a brand refresh or packaging refresh, I would say. Yeah, it was a brand refresh. Yeah. Yeah. For, for us, you know, like we, we would always hear like, oh, your packaging looks clean. And I feel like I, you know, looks good. And I was fooled by that for a while until you realize that like, when you're selling a product on the shelf, like unless you're a huge brand that it has massive brand recognition, like there are thousands of brands and, and to get noticed, like you really have to be like unique and memorable, right? On average, it takes a consumer like seeing or touching or ex- interacting with a brand four times to actually remember them. Right. And so we're trying to penetrate that and, 
kind of cut through the noise where if someone's just kind of scrolling, you know, walking down the aisle, like our packaging really stands out and, and then it's memorable. So they're like, oh, that's really unique and different. Oh, okay. And, and then they actually remember it when they maybe come back a second time. So when we were working with a, a branding agency, we worked with an agency out of Mexico. We like our objective was like at the end of the day, like we want something that is unique and memorable. And then I, my kind of like brand direction was like, I wanted something like approachable and fun because like mushrooms aren't maybe the most approachable thing. And so it's like, we want to create a brand that is fun and approachable. And, and those were really the three objectives. And I, and I think we, we definitely kind of nailed those, but that's really what it's about. It's like, how can you make something that stands out and, and a consumer will remember and, and feel kind of compelled by. Did you change anything in the back of the pack in terms of, you know, the stuff that I always ask about, which is the contact us stuff, or is it still your, what it was, what's back there, the email? Yeah, I think. Did it's, we lose that? The I same it's, yeah, email it's, address? It's, it's still similar. It's still email. We had, did you follow this story on LinkedIn about, about this, about this birthday situation? Yeah. Yeah. I did. So that, yeah, that well, was I mean, really I cool. get into all the details, but do tell, share. So, yeah, I, I, so, you know, we were selling in, in Sprouts and I guess a son, like a nine-year-old boy saw our package and was like, I want this and which is really cool and really cute. I love kids. And yeah, he tried the product and this kid loved the product and like was obsessed with the brand. Like his dad told me he was like sleepy. He like wanted to sleep with the package at night and stuff, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, we got this email and like, like I said, like we like really manage a lot of our channels and, and there was an email and it was just like, Hey, like my son found your guys' product at Sprouts and like is oddly obsessed. It's really cute. And like his birthday's coming up and like, you know, we were thinking about ideas for his birthday and this is just like his latest obsession. So we were like, okay, like let's see if Forage would do something for his birthday. And so it was just like a really cool story around like, you know, creating a really special customer experience. And so we ended up partnering with like the Sprouts grocery chain and we brought in like 15 other brands who also sell Sprouts and put together this huge care package for, for this boy and sent it out. And, and some of the reactions were pretty priceless. His father called me and they sent me some photos and the kid was just he was so excited. Uh, it was really, really adorable. Um, on a lot of different layers. So it was, it was cool, but it, it was a great example of, you know, providing a channel for someone to reach out and then, and then capitalizing and, 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 and responding to them and being like, okay, this could be really cool. Let's, let's run with this. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like you could have had all your socials on pack, you could have the email, you could have the phone number. Well, it's not so much the proliferation of channels, but like what you do with it. In your case, you have mm -hmm. the, the one, I think. Love that. And, you know, we would call that in big code surprise and delight, but I think mm -hmm. it goes beyond that. I'm really proud of you for that. I, and I, you know, I'm picturing things like, all right, now it's like forage for everybody in his class, his classroom, or, mm, you know, I that don't, be I don't cool. know. There's like, there's a whole thing. We just got to check allergens on that one. I know schools are crazy with that. Specific, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's just, I think there's a lot you could do there and you don't even have to advertise it, but I, I think there's a lot of legs there. Yeah. That's I think cool. we're going to do some things. We, we even, uh, and it hasn't been completed yet, but I posted about this on LinkedIn 
and that's how we gathered some of the other brand interests. And a woman reached out and and is actually hand crocheting like a little forager creature for him. So we we built one for him. We made it his favorite color, and this woman's hand crocheting it, and we're gonna send it to him. And <clears throat> it's gonna be quite cute. And um, you know, just just I, I think I I think sometimes consumers forget that because they've had so many experiences with these big kind of faceless brands that like if if a consumer really likes a brand and they have a legitimate ownership team and, and reaches out and just expresses that like brands are are very it's an exciting thing as a brand owner and and and, and to go and make that person's experience really special i i think is is something a lot of people and brand owners and operators are, are willing and interested in doing let's get back you had mentioned up at the top about the bars. And, and I do remember us talking somewhere along the line where I know like you're not married to granola as the vehicle. I mean, it's the mushroom functional feature. So I'm not surprised that you're in another format. Can you tell us more about that with the vision and flavors? When, when, when can we expect that on shelf? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, we're making a, a, a what we call functional meal bar, right? Functional, it has the same kind of cognitive mushroom blend. And, and we're, we want to position it as sort of like, you know, like it's it's almost some, like an alternative for like a Belvita breakfast bar. So it's something like could kind of replace like a morning meal. It's over 50, you know, still really whole food ingredients. It's over 50% uh, almond flour. So it, it has just like a really clean base uh, made with non-GMO ingredients. And the idea is you know, to, to create something that, that a consumer can take, you know, on the go or, or is a little bit more, um, you know, palatable for someone to just buy and consume versus like a bag of granola, right? It's, it's very, it feels very, well, a lot more like at, a, at an at-home item. Our granola eats like a cereal because it's it's definitely mm-hmm. much lower in sugar. So it's, it's harder to like clump and, and create it more snack to mouth. So we wanted to create something that was you know, still kind of supporting the vision of getting these mushrooms into people's diets and helping out in that way, but but could be eaten in, in kind of a, a new but but adjacent uh, consuming occasion, right? So like the granola, a lot of people eat it kind of breakfast, morning snack. Um, it's very at home, um, maybe like dessert alternative. And this meal bar, it still is, you know, probably morning kind of replacing that that sort of like midday maybe meal it's it's on the go uh it's a little bit more versatile so and then additionally like it's just going to be easier for trial so the product will sit in the breakfast aisle still it's we're not going to be in the protein bar or the energy bar like this is the idea of this again is to be kind of like that meal replacement so it will sit in the same aisle as as our granola which which we think will be valuable provides kind of just another level of, of facing t- towards a consumer. Um, and then still roughly in kind of that morning consumption um, area, although, you know, can see it going into afternoon. So that was some of, oh, yes. some of the general thesis. We, we like that category. It's, it's a growing category. Um, it's not crazy like, like the bar category where there's just like a bajillion bars on, on a wall and, you know, f- feel like there's a lot of opportunity in that space. Okay. On the same shelf, so it's shelf stable, and the same yep. space. Okay, um, not refrigerated. Do you have you nailed down the flavors or give us one? Yeah, yeah. We have an oatmeal raisin, a rosemary walnut. Well. And we're working. The rosemary <laughs> walnut's really good. It's kind of unique. 
chocolate chip. And then, you know, kind of deeper in the pipeline, we're looking at maybe like a lemon blueberry, possibly a, what's the fifth one? Oh, possibly kind of like a, like, like a Bing cherry, like a Bing cherry coconut or like kind of a sour cherry coconut. That one's also really good. Oh, okay. Yeah, those flavors are a little bit further out. Um, so actually, I have some samples right here. I mean, they don't have packaging, but I can kind of give you a sense. This is what the rosemary walnut looks like. Okay. Yeah, you need. I like that it's savory. I'm Italian. Rosemaries are really cool. Um, that's that's not the final packaging. No, no, no. And then th these are little mini packs of oatmeal raisin. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah th those are kind of the first two. Mm -hmm. I can just kind of feel what the mouth feel would be just by kind of looking at that. I don't know yeah. why. It's very soft but, um, and chewy. Mm -hmm. Not too many. I know I've had some bars where, you know, you take that one bite if you're at work and then it's like crumbles on you. Mm -hmm. uh, so when, when no. is that going to be on shelf? Do you know? Yeah, we're thinking about 30 days. So. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> okay. Things are, things are moving quickly. <laughs> The speed at which you operate is so cool as an emerging brand. Of course, I don't know you how have long you have to. Yeah, that's you true. You have to, yeah. That's true. So, I think you just have a. You also have a penchant for action. Um, so I look forward to to those for sure. Um, and then, of course, I've got to dig in to how are you thinking about the uh, consumer care for those same approach. You know, will these have a phone number? Will uh, that goes mm -hmm. directly to you or Jared? Website, you know what? Yeah. What so these are definitely going to be a little different. Something that we're messing with is so they're going to come in these like caddies. Yeah. And, and uh, Parker's holding like up, like at the checkout where you would yeah. see candy bars, high end yeah, candy little bars, bars. In, like a little box. Yeah. And so, on, and, and yeah, these, okay. these are going to be focused on checkout, right? Where a consumer and, and in an ideal <laughs> consumer experience, like maybe a consumer sees it as hungry or is intrigued by what we're doing and grabs a bar and takes it and they're like, oh, that was really good. And then, and then they're back at the cafe next week, right? And they're like, oh, I really like that. They grab another one and they're standing there waiting in line. And then on the side, what you can kind of see is, is, is so we're, we're messing with an idea of a QR code, which like... In reality, like we'll see, I, I don't think redemption rates are super high on QR codes, but we're taking sort of a, a unique approach where if if a, if anybody scans the QR code, they, they can build their own forager and like, you know, can and, and it kind of has a quick explainer on, on it of just like, this could be you. And, you know, we give away free gifts to people who have foragers every month. So we're looking <laughs> at kind of interacting with the consumer like on the shelf right there to say, Hey, like you can kind of join the brand and, and get your own little uh, creature made for you. And, and it's a way to kind of start the conversation with the consumer. And we believe that often it will be the consumer who's, who's scanning it. will will be the consumer who's really into the brand. Right. So it's, it's a cool way to just connect further mm -hmm. with people who really, really like what, what we're doing and, and want to kind of be a greater part of it. Yeah. You said the QR code redemptions are low. I, I I mean I'm not sure of that, but I do know that they've kind of gone on this curve, the QR codes, from what I remember, like hot, 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 and then it was like they cooled off. I don't know. Was that 
what that was. Yeah. But they're coming back. There's a resurgence. Of course, you're on that on that trend. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like if you haven't already started, you have all the basics to build a community, like a literal communi- community. So I'm sure, you know, that's in the plan, like Discord or whatever those other mm-hmm. tools are. But you have to really have to understand, like, what would be the benefit then if all the like-minded people are in this community, but like, then what? So. Yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't just want to build like a community just to like, quote unquote, have a community. Like if, if, if there is an yeah. inherent value, I think for a consumer, like if I wouldn't join it, like why would others, you know? Um, and I'm not going to join it. Like, I don't, I hate downloading apps. You know, people are like, you should do an app. It's like, I don't, I don't want to do you an too. app. I don't, I, you know, like if, it, it, until it feels authentic and right to me mm-hmm. as a consumer, I, I won't do those things just to do them because everybody says you should do them. Right. I, I think it, it has to yeah. be, there has to be a, a serious value add there. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Awesome. I think that's it for the follow along. Any cool. I think we covered everything, right? Yeah, no, I think we did. In terms of it'll be interesting, you know, and, and we'll have to, we'll have to stay in touch on, you know, just with selling products to Asia. We're, we're looking at the topic of like, of customer care for people in Asia. Right. And what does that look like? Um, So maybe for a future episode, once, once that's a little bit more live, it could be cool to, to discuss. I would love to to talk about that, uh, getting your foot into the international markets, and then mm-hmm. right because I mean you you can't swim over there like you have in the past and hand people granola right bars. Now, or, yeah, we'll see. And there might be a language barrier and things like that. But oh yeah, so that's going to be cool. All right, so six months, twelve months, I, can you say six probably? Okay. All right. I got your email address. Thanks so much. I know you have a hard stop and I really appreciate all your time and energy that you're sharing with us. So thanks again for coming back on the podcast. Yeah, it's always good to chat. Happy to be here. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcast. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague Podcast with Denise Vanille. Thank you for your time.